Welcome to Dungeons and Diapers. I'm your host, Ryan, this week, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Crofton. How's it going, Crofton? Hey, Ryan Murphy. It's me, Crofton. Mm -hmm. uh, we're back. It's been months and months of our time, and probably, like, I don't know, what, two a weeks. week in listener's time? Oh. A week, two weeks. I don't know. It, it, I, I think it's interesting that when we started this project, we knew. We knew that... It was going to take time to get this show out there, mainly because we're both very busy and uh, I don't like sitting down to do art. So since our last episode that you just listened to, fine listeners, uh, we have launched a website, we put the art together, we edited our shows. I was actually talking to Jocelyn on the Gamers Inn this past week, you know, that we had launched the show. And aside from a funny story that actually cropped up, she, she said that, oh, the reason it took so long to launch is that Ryan's a perfectionist. And, and really, I tried to refute that because I'm, I'm really not a perfectionist. I'm kind of, okay, maybe I want things to be, you know, as good as they can when they launch. We did like six versions of our logo back and forth. Uh, but uh, really, it was just finding the time to sit down and, and, and do the art because I knew that was going to take a lot of back and forth, right? And that is the whole purpose of this show is finding that precious time in your life to sort of balance being a dad yeah. or being a mom and also being a hobbyist and having having stuff that you can get into. And this is our first episode post like official launch. Like so yeah. there might there might be people who listened to the first episode and were like, this was recorded months ago. Screw that. And then there were people who listened to the second episode and be like, <laughs> July, screw that. I'm not gonna listen to that either. And so this is the episode. Yeah. Now we are we are recording like it is September. Yeah, September. So, so when you download you this, it will be in September. So September, September, the winds of November. Anyways, uh, that's not the the phrase at all. Um, yeah, we are. This is our our. our we're going to talk a bit more about about the podcast, but. Um, you you did want you'd mentioned you'd listen to the gamers in as well in that Jocelyn had made this very I can't believe we missed this I know honestly I'm glad so, we're both taking we're both taking this one on, on the chin because like I totally missed this but go ahead explain it I think you can well yeah so I was listening to the gamers in and you and Jocelyn were going through it and she made she made the uh, the acute point mm -hmm. that Dungeons and Diapers the acronym for Dungeons and Diapers is in fact D-A-D or dad, yeah. which is honestly a coup de gras of marketing genius. Yeah. However, we just sort of fumbled into it <laughs> no. because neither of us. We went D and uh, like we chose D-N-D. I thought, oh, clever, you know, Dungeons and Dragons, D-N-D, you know, and I thought that was, I thought that was the clever, you know, oh, if we ever do a TGI Studios Dungeons and Dragons, it's going to have to be D-N-D too. But then she mentioned the acronym dad it was perfect i had to set up url forwarders and like set up a new email account not that we got an email but still like it was it and it was live on the show so if you want to go listen to i think it was uh gamer the, the latest gamers in talking about spider-man uh which we'll talk more about in a bit but uh yeah we that happened live on air and i felt pretty foolish but it's it's been addressed dungeons and dragons the acronym is now dad uh the website dungeons is... and diapers what did i say dungeons and dragons i've done that a couple times as well but not to the never... point where i've had to create new email accounts <laughs> i will say that this is the greatest podcast of all time in oh. terms of name is it like there is no there is no better name like what's better the joe rogan experience i'm sorry that's not a great name even but my podcast that I do with my two meathead friends, Good, yeah. Bad, or Bullshit, that's a good enough name, but it's not as good as this name. This is the best name. So I don't, I, I mean, obviously Crofton is, is being the humble self he is, but I did go into uh, Overcast because they launched a, a new version for iOS 12 and the watch and stuff. And I, I just happened to think, oh, what happens when I search dungeons? And I don't know if the search results are keyed into any sort of profiling or my twitter profile or whatever because that could have impacted a bit but you search dungeons dungeons and diapers is on the first is in the first loaded page so we if people are looking even if people are looking for a dungeons and dragons show and they accidentally listen to this and i'm sorry if you are my bad 
<laughs> well, not really. We, we got them. Because they could be parents too. Dungeons and, and Dragons players could be parents as well. Uh, could be interested in what know. it's like to D&D as a, as a parent. Why? Oh, well, you and I probably have a bad track record with, with Dungeons and Dragons in terms of finding time but being able to manage D and taking care of kids i don't know that sounds like a lot tall order even for this show yeah so uh before we go any further though i did want to mention that uh extra life is here it's something that is very close to my heart it's something i do each year where we raise money for children's miracle networks around the world uh we talked on a previous episode your experience with with one of those hospitals in ottawa geo um, yep. The one I'm playing for is Sick Kids at a Toronto. It's also played a very important part in my life as well as uh, not my, my life specifically, but like my my family's life, my, my wife's uh, family's life. It's, it's the closest children's hospital to Peterborough. So I'll be playing for Sick Kids and all the donations are 100% tax de- uh, deductible. And if you're listening in Canada, it was just announced that Extra Life will now take Canadian dollars uh, in donations now. You used to have to do it through US wow, funds. they must be desperate. Well, I think the thing was that a lot of Canadians were playing and 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 uh, they were having to convince their family like, no, it's cool, donate in US dollars, but here's the conversion rate so you don't wonder why you've got like a weird charge. So you can now They're donate like, look, in Canadian look, dollars. We want to help the kids and all, but not in American dollars. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I mean, the exchange rate is pretty hairy, so that's probably why they... Uh, hey, maybe they slap some tariffs on, on donations. I don't know. But um, you can go to bit.ly slash TGI Extra Life 2018. Go to the roster, and you can find uh, some lovely people to donate there. We're going to have a, a full 24-hour stream at some point. We're working out those details, but... Be sure to check out this show as well as uh, at the Gamers Inn for updates as we sort all that out. But yeah, it's going to be a blast and can't wait to play video games once again uh, for charity. It's going to be a great time. I can't, I can't get over how you are able to fit that into your crazy life, but whatever. That's what the show <laughs> well, is, is for discussing. It'll probably so. be a future you know topic as we get more into it and definitely pre and post Extra Life we'll be talking about how that came to be but but yeah it's it there's no secret sauce it's basically just it's one day a year it's for charity and uh energy drinks the no well i try not to but the next day is quite the challenge the podcast is live then are you excited that this i am is this these shows these episodes once we record them with good faith you can believe that they will be released in a timely fashion how does that make you feel oh it feels good and it feels good the reception that we've gotten so far people have people have said some nice things i think they you know when they see the the best title in podcasting history it obviously elicits uh emotional responses but i i wanted to take a moment just because um and i recognize we sort of did in the very first episode but this baby you know any episode could be a jumping on point for someone yep but I wanted to talk about sort of like our respective family situations, give the listeners like a little uh, peek into our respective lives prior to, you know, going down the rabbit hole of all this stuff we're doing. So uh, you want to go first? Uh, so Ashley, I'll have to refer to Ashley. She is uh, my lovely wife. And uh, when I say Ashley and how supportive she is, that's 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 Ashley. There's also my two kids, Caden, who is two and a half, and then there's Abby, uh, who is just uh, just over a year now, and she is the youngest in the family. How about your family? I just want to point out something about Abby really quick. Sure. Uh, when so my, my youngest daughter, mm-hmm. who was not around during our first recording and had been born prior to our second recording. Well, she has just turned five months. And it occurs to me that, it occurred to me that when we recorded the pilot episode of the show, Abby was, I think six months or close to. So, so it is funny that I'm essentially where you were at the beginning of this show. Uh, But uh, (laughs) can you tell? Uh, yeah, because my life is way more more manageable now. Like my kids yeah. actually go to sleep at the same time and stuff, so I I that, can uh, I can do stuff like this. But that's a good uh, that's a good point too, and something that I brought up with Jocelyn uh, in terms of 
why the podcast took so long to rec- to release is that we wanted to make sure that we were going to be able to record in a timely fashion. Like we recorded one episode before your second kid was born and one episode after in which we had to wait those three months until things yeah. quieted down. I think, I think even you guessed it on the gamers in and you had to get a babysitter for that one. Just to, to intro my family really quick, Jessica is my wife. So I call her Jess or Jesse. Um, and we have two kids, uh, Gwendolyn, who we just call Gwen. So I will probably never call her Gwendolyn again. Uh, and she is the four year old. And mm-hmm. when I see four year old, she just turned four at the end of August. So very, very recently four. And then our, our baby, Clara is five months old. So Clara and Gwen, my two kids, Jess is my wife. So you hear any of those names, you know, when I, I'm not, you know, I, if I make a joke about trying to breastfeed Jess, well, then it would be kind of like more sexual. But if I was making yeah. a joke about breastfeeding Clara it would just be gross because she's a baby, you know, so either way, not going to make that joke again, right? No, of course, of course. So, uh, so yeah, that's. I just wanted to do that because honestly, um, we'll, we'll we name drop started, them uh, on occasion, right? Because they're they're well, you, pretty much the show, right? You're a massive name dropper of them on all your shows. I've noticed you. You love your family. You're talking about them all the time. But if you're not a Ryan Murphy aholic, you might not know them. This might be your first taste of huh. Ryan Murphy. I never really thought about that. I guess, I guess because I often. Uh, like if, if anyone, if anyone's listening to this or, or, or also listens to the other shows and, uh, they should know that I'm very approachable on Twitter. If people were curious, I would certainly answer that. But also on Twitter, it's pretty, pretty easy. Cause if I'm not tweeting about video games, I'm tweeting about, about my family. Cause you're right. I, I do love them. Uh, you know, it's, it's I hate just, mine. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't tweet about them yeah. nearly as much as yeah. I do. I understand. And we're almost at a name drop basis with your neighbor, but I do understand. <laughs> I don't I do- even know his name. I don't know his name, nor you should I even your- give it. I'm pretty sure we yeah. called him an asshole on multiple episodes. You did, yes. So that was essentially our intro preamble. At this point, we can either delve deep into the dungeons or start changing diapers. So your call. What do you want to go Ooh, with first? I like that. I like that segue. We're going to need to remember that for future episodes. But yeah, I don't have anything, Any no neighbor update, no no soundbite to play right now to, to give you a neighbor update. So we will move and dive into the dungeons. Yeah, uh, which, you know, not very much of a dungeon. I think I'm going to let you go first because uh, you've got a couple interesting points that differ from from mine. So I want to know, you're playing Mario Odyssey with your oldest, uh, right? Is that the case? Yeah. So, okay. Now there's, just so you know, like I I was listening to our second episode, uh, not just because I'm a narcissist, but also because I wanted to uh, remember what we had talked about. Ah. And uh, and while I was listening, I was like, man, I was playing Mario Odyssey then. And I am actually still uh, playing it, but it's changed completely because what happened was um, ever since Gwen's been born as a gamer, and she's the four-year-old, as a gamer, I've, I've been sort of counting down to the moment that I can introduce her to video games and I want to do it right. And I want it, I want her to like them. I, I, I don't want it to be, you know, scary. I don't want it to be too early. I don't, I don't want it, you know, to be so late that she, whatever has formulated. You would like her to like video games. I would like her to like them, but also in a healthy, you know, in a healthy way. And, and, and so, and it'd be the right game and, and all this sort of stuff. So, I I did the first thing that I think most parents would do um, with anything, music, books, whatever, is I made my kid play what I played when I was their age. Um, and so so uh, that game was called Mixed Up Mother Goose and uh, is a computer game by Sierra Online. And you can pretty much play it for free now on a web browser because that's the era we live in. Uh, and uh, and honestly, she really quite liked it. Uh, you know, it's VGA like pixel graphics or whatever. But it was the, there was it was a C, one of the first CD-ROM games, so it actually had like voice and singing. And the idea is that you go around and all Mother Goose's nursery rhymes have been mixed up, and you got to put them back into order. And when you do, they they play the the nursery rhyme. I remember loving it when I was a kid. But it was a little like moving the mouse and stuff like that was a little challenging for her. So I had to help her. She wanted to play it quite a lot, but it was driving me nuts. No joke. 
that game was really great when I was a kid, but I can't play it anymore as an adult. And she just kept wanting to play it and needing my assistance and all this. And I realized I was not having fun. Uh, and so I said, okay, let's try something else. So we tried Super Mario World on the SNES Classic because I was like, why not Mario World? Like, that's perfect. Mer that's a game that holds up. I'd have fun playing. Obviously, way too hard for a four-year-old. She tried playing it, died over and over, was confused. I was like, oh, man, this is not working. So I didn't want to show her new games because I figured if I showed her new games that she would be enamored by the graphics and all this, and then I could never show her an old game again. You know, mm -hmm. like, that would be it. Um, but finally... I don't even know how it came about, but you know, in Mario Odyssey, you can control the hat, right? Like yeah. as two player. Now, when you control the hat in Mario Odyssey, like the player that controls the hat has about two functions they can do, but the person who controls Mario can also still control the hat. So, I mean, it's kind of like the person who's playing the hat is just a tag on, if you will. That's, literally perfect for playing with somebody who's just being introduced to video games and i could not be having more fun with gwen right now and she loves it every day she's talking about where there might be moons to collect which kingdoms to go to she's creating her own adventures like when we first started playing i had already beaten bowser like she she jumped in later Spoiler which is good alert. bowser oh yeah <laughs> bowser gets beat um bowser's but, in the uh, game what what he's in the intro it's cool okay um but uh but because i beat bowser and bowser may no joke for a four-year-old bowser may be scary some of those creatures yeah like the the bridles and all that they may be scary the bunnies are uh, freaky they scared me so yeah th they are and the mother bunny there like we we ran into her once like you can meet her again and anyway gwen didn't quite quite like her no she uh, wasn't a fan <laughs> No, she's like, oh, get out of here, daddy. And uh, but but she she at first her big thing was that Peach is in every kingdom after you save her, and like you can go find meet her, and she'll give you a moon. So she wanted to go to every kingdom and meet Peach. And then she she once we did that, she wanted to go to every kingdom and hit the moon rock. You know, there's I won't even get into that, but there's something that happens after you beat Bowser. And so she went to every kingdom and do to do that, and then. Uh, she, she got into the tasks that Peach's assistant gives you at one point, like all these extra moons to get. And so it's just the game is just so, so well made so that a, a parent can play it and their kid feels involved because she knows how to make me double jump. She knows how to throw the hat. I can ask her at, you know, at different, she can't really control it with the joystick, but she can at mm -hmm. least throw it straight. So it's been a, anyway, it's just been a really great time uh, for parents that are looking to get their kids into video games or are looking for just a really fun experience to play with their kid. Cause like, I'm sure we'll delve more into screen time and stuff, but like when we're playing Mario, we're together having an adventure, chatting together, making plans. She's giving me her advice. We're doing it. It's a collaborative thing as opposed to just watching a cartoon by herself and kind of zoning out. And there's something to be said for that. But I mean, like it, Mario playing Mario Odyssey with, with Gwen has been one of the best thing ever. And I totally recommend it. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a solid story. I think that, oftentimes people wonder like when is it okay to introduce your kids to tv screen time is a big one a big conversation that everyone has an opinion on and personally i mean i i mean there's the standard i think the recognized time is like when they're young it's like maybe less than an hour total over the day I, I i don't know for sure like it's not like plastered on the fridge or anything i'm sure people could link us to studies that show like this is too much but the same time is also too little or or you can do more um there's obviously those those lines that you know not not to cross like the obvious ones like don't stick them in front of the tv for hours on end and step away like that's that's i mean they joke homer simpson was raised by tv but I think when it comes to video games, it's it's a little it's a little different, and and it's content. That's the most important part. I think you nailed it. And Super Mario Odyssey is one of those things that even like the the base content of that works. It's content and it's 
it's togetherness. Like mm-hmm. for me, that's that's the like that's the core is that when I was a kid and I played video games, I played them by myself. And then at one point, my brother started watching me play them. He was the original Twitch. Like he just would watch me play and and do emotes. But um, you were one subscriber. You had one subscriber. uh, Yeah. And he was hardcore. He was there every time. But and that was and that was fun. And there was a collaborative thing there that my parents appreciated but my parents didn't grow up with video games they didn't care about them they didn't want to play them with me you know and so i'm not saying they use them as a babysitter or whatever like that was the the approach similar to maybe the way i would use a kid's tv show so i guess for me it's different because i like video games i want to experience them with gwen and i want to play them it's not like she's i'm giving her my phone and saying play this while i do this other thing I am sitting on the couch next to her. We're we're fist bumping every time we get a moon. You know, nice. like it's it's really it's really like an experience uh, between us that I'm always going to remember. You know, so. I think that's the key thing, and I'll you know I'll talk about my experience in a bit. But that's the key thing is the ability, in my opinion, it's the ability for the kid to be able to engage. Uh, my experience with video gaming with with my oldest Caden is he'll he'll like to push a button. Uh, he'll like, oh, can I push a button? Can I push a button? But uh, outside of that, he's really just it's it's just a TV show, so it doesn't last much longer than like the two minutes of oh, doesn't this look cool, Caden? Because when it comes to TV, it's like, well, this isn't Paw Patrol, so if we're watching TV shouldn't we be watching Paw Patrol? But anyways, I got home. I was like, Caden, you want to watch? You want to play Spider-Man? You want to play Spider-Man? He was so stoked all week to, to play Spider-Man. He's not going to play. He's just going to watch for like two seconds and then turn away. I get the game. He has in his hands. He's super excited. And like to me, I was like, oh man, there's that feeling. But we talked about like not rushing them into that experience and also knowing the content. So in my mind, I was just figuring with Spider-Man, like, you know, we'll swing around. We'll, we'll do some, you know, some some swinging around uh, around town, and, and that's about it. Be- but it turns out with video games, it's like it doesn't always start like that. So Spider-Man starts with a very, like, it's essentially like a, I think, a bank robbery, or there's a, you know, it's a... You're taking down the kingpin. Yeah, you're taking out Fisk, right? So not the greatest content for a two-year-old, because there's a lot of guns, a lot of punching, a lot of shooting, and I was basically like, all right, I, I waited all day to play this game, but Caden, like, we're going to have to, we're going to have to shut her down. Because, like, it was... It was just, it was too violent. And even like accidentally seeing, you know, f- you know, portions of, of that, of those sequences, uh, you know, he, he, he's not afraid or anything, but he associates kind of like that kind of violence with Spider-Man. So now, you know, I had to sit him down and we had to have a conversation and kind of figure it out. He's good now, but now, now Spider-Man's back to just, you know, running around and swinging on stuff. So like that, like I, I brought him back to that point. It was only like maybe 30 seconds before I realized like, okay, clearly this isn't going to work. But when we came back and we were playing and we were swinging around he loved it. He was all for it. I just didn't do anything besides swing around. And, and that's, that's where he's at. And also Spider-Man is a T rated game. So again, like that's my bad uh, in terms of like being excited <laughs> about playing this I was, game. I was literally Googling that when you were it's talking. It's a teen I'm game. Like, what is, what is that Spider-Man rating? Cause I'm, I'm into Spider-Man right now. And and uh, here, here's the thing with superheroes, and like I don't have a, a boy, and I don't want to be like all gendered about it. But mm-hmm. Gwen is has not been, aside from Elsa and her ice power, she's not really been that big into superheroes. Uh, but I definitely see at her preschool and now at kindergarten, kids wearing like little boys wearing like Batman shirts, and I'm like, Batman, really? Wasn't his parents like? murdered by like this mugger and then he became a crazy night violent vigilante with like this but the 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 reality is that batman and spider-man have different tones to them and like this spider-man game for ps4 is clearly for the hardcore spider-man fans since they've been a kid like myself um whereas whereas it's not tailored for kids and I, i do remember um, in the Xbox 360 PS3 era, when I was like desperate for great Spider-Man games, um, there was this Spider-Man game called Spider-Man Friend or Foe, and it was uh, it was essentially like a cartoony kid 
friendly, beat him up, I guess, a little bit. Like, and I just, I was super disappointed because I'm looking for essentially what Spider Man PS4 was. And I'm like, oh, this, I love Spider Man so much. I desperately want a Spider Man game. Oh, this one is for kids. But I forget, like, at that time, I didn't have kids. I forget, like, Spider Man is a hero that really, really appeals to children. So, like, there should be two tracks. There should be mm-hmm. a, a Spider-Man kid version and a Spider-Man adult version. And because now there's a bunch of adults that are big onto the Marvel movies that are big into all this stuff that want their Spider-Man too. So yeah, it's it's a it's, the game is not like dark. It's still light humored, but there's a lot of stuff in it that that clearly isn't isn't meant for kids. And you know, I shut it down pretty quick once I realized what was happening. And and honestly, it was just. It was uh, one of many examples of being very enthusiastic about something that, that you find to be to be very awesome. Video games, Spider-Man, uh, you know, a very good Spider-Man game coming out. It's been years, maybe even a decade if you really want to break it down. But, uh, it, you know, just getting overexcited and he's excited. But there is Spider-Man content that could, but he's, he's still only two. So he's still on the Paw Patrol level. But I, like he's... You're right, though. Like, is there a Spider-Man out there for him? Is the animated version that's coming out uh, in 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 Christmas going to be it? Like, they're still punching, they're still kicking. Probably not. That's like an Probably adaptation not. adaptation of the uh, Into the Spider Verse. I think uh, I I. It might be a little bit better. I, you know, I think it will probably be a little bit better. It's probably aiming like eight, nine, ten year olds, maybe. You know, yeah. So. Like he, like I'm, I can be patient. There's plenty of Nintendo games that that uh, that I can introduce him to once he gets a little older. But he is getting there. He he he's asking to push the buttons. He wants to he wants to control, you know, the character. He wants to do specific things. There is a Paw Patrol video game coming out in october that's my next question really like yeah like do you go out and like if you want to play video games with your kids do you go out and buy like the kids game or do you wait until they're old enough to enjoy the quote-unquote better games i don't know oh i like with the success of mario under my belt Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm sort of like gwen is not necessarily ready to to even at four to take on her own own game i i think yet and i i recall that even me i was playing mixed up mother goose maybe at six or seven like i was a bit older than she is now um and so i would be looking at an experience that is something that we can do together and that we could go through it together and i'm i'm trying to keep it as non-violent as possible like i know mario sometimes she comes up the steps and tells her mom gwen will tell her mom oh we we killed this guy or, 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 or I don't know, like she means, and she meant jump on a Goomba, you know? And, uh, and even that is like the way that a kid explains it. You're like, Oh geez. Yeah. Maybe this is a little too much, but I, so I'm, I'm being careful. Like, cause I have images of like playing Zelda breath of the wild with her. And even like, I think she would sit there and tell me to do things. And as long as I did them, that would be fine. Like for her, it would be a giant connect game or something, you know, like daddy do this, daddy do that. And, and uh, I think those are the type of experience I'd look for now, instead of like a kid's, a kid's game, maybe like one of the Lego games. And if you're looking for like a Spider-Man game, I think that Lego Spider-Man or Lego, or Lego Marvel Lego superheroes would be something that would maybe be better for you. And, uh, for you and Caden to play sort of together but yeah uh, Lego games is actually a really good suggestion to kind of look at something just before we move off of Spider-Man because I would I would like to uh uh I I listened to the gamers in uh where you guys went on on Spider-Man and uh and you were much further along than Jocelyn which is which is great uh but at the same point neither of you were Spider-aholics like I am Hmm. and uh and so I, I have been waiting for this game forever, and this is my opportunity to gush a little bit, if you will. Um, the thing about Spider-Man games is that they've always been quick cash grabs uh, to coincide with money, uh, money to make money coinciding with movies and that sort of thing. Like, oh, a new movie's coming out. Let's get out a Spider-Man game. Um, occasionally that wasn't the case. 
but for the most like the Neversoft games and all that were uh, were original content and that had more time to gestate, if you will. But most Spider-Man games for sure rushed out the door. So Spider-Man 2, the movie game, just coincidentally, like, you know, it, it had a lot of problems, a lot of bugs, a lot of balloons chasing, a lot of whatever. And, uh, but it, it, had, it nailed the web swimming, swinging, even though it was a movie tie-in game. I can't... And uh, it's been out for ages now, and people are literally nostalgic for it. Sony saw the writing on the wall. They threw money at a noted video game developer, uh, uh, Insomniac, to put together a polished, high-budget Spider-Man game at their own pace, right? And so then they put it, when they put out this game, I've never pre-ordered a game before in my life. I pre-ordered this game. And mm-hmm. uh I I did it because I've never I've pretty much bought every Spider-Man game. I got disillusioned a little bit. Beanox was the previous developer. Um and I got disillusioned a little bit in the Xbox 360 PS3 era. I felt that they were a small studio. They didn't have the budget to realize the vision they were doing. Again, movie tie-in games at the end. Um and uh it was, it was getting crappy, if you will. Hmm. Uh but so this game has been like Part, not a breath of fresh air for me, but it's it's exactly what I wanted. But I will admit, I and this is my question for you, Ryan, is I'm a little bit surprised at how many, how people are so into this game. Because honestly, it is not like the Spider-Man uh, Web of Shadows game, the Spider-Man, uh, uh, you know, the Spider-Man 2 and 3 game, even Ultimate Spider-Man. The games, Spider-Man games in the past aren't so they're not as polished as this the story's not as good as this but at the same time they're not so dissimilar like this isn't it's not like what batman did where batman was a new thing there never been a good batman game before so why are people so into this particular spider-man game this time um do you feel i honestly i i'm thinking that this game like i was thinking about it today um while i was prepping for the show and I don't think there's I don't think there's a single negative thing you can say about this Spider-Man uh, a game. I I think it's nearly oh, a perfect game. I can do it. Well, is it story-based like content-based or is it Well, number 1 is as a a very hardcore Spider-Man fan, Spider-Man does not kill people. Not oh. only does he not kill people, he goes to incredible lengths not to take a life. And actually, the whole team part Maximum Carnage crossover, which led to a video game, uh, Ryan, was that Spider-Man refused to kill the serial killer. Uh, and, uh, and, it, and the feeling was like if he had just done that, then there would be no more killing or whatever but he's like no we got to do this the right way and bring him to jail and all this in the spider-man ps4 game not only can you kick dudes off rooftops left and right and spider-man makes no effort to save them you pretty much can't save them but they actually have sub objectives where it's like knock five guys off the roof or or uh when you dodge under a guy's leg like to make one of his buddies shoot him in the chest multiple times i'm just like that would not like that is ant- the antithesis of everything spider-man stands for now yes it's nitpicking but as a huge spider-man fan looking at a game that was made with so much love it seems like a huge mistake even the batman games because not being non-lethal is a big part of the batman character they they just programmed in this little animation when batman would knock a guy off the roof where he would just kind of hang him upside down with with his bat rope or whatever hmm. you'd think they could have worked that in so there i yeah. found something okay negative. i agree that is uh that is something you could probably jot down as as a, as a negative for the game but outside of that i i think it's it's awesome it's bite size in terms of you can go in collect a few things jump out go to sleep mode with your ps4 works wonders and yeah Do you think uh, there's too much collectibles in the game uh, no, I'm I'm fine with them. I I find they're all pretty pretty engaging in terms of what they offer, either as a reward yeah, or too. a journey. Um, so it, like for me, it's been a great experience to uh, oh I have an hour, I'll jump in and, and do some progression on the collectibles. Oh, I have a, a chunk of time, I'll do some story missions, some side quests, and it all feels it none of it feels like a waste of time. You're all swinging around. 
and uh, it's a it's a great game. I, I think it's it's top notch in terms of of a, a good dungeons offering in terms of of this show's uh, breakdown. The last thing I guess I would say, man, is and it's funny because I would consider this in vi- video games the year of photo mode um whereas both god of war and spider-man in particular uh, people have been going wild on the interwebs with their with their greatest shot uh in the photo modes designed for those games and i appreciate that and i appreciate all the costumes spider-man has but if i'm if i'm gonna crap on the game further and i have to say this is probably my favorite game of the year and and uh, i love it like i love it is is it they they went for like a cinematic style of it and Mm -hmm. as compared to the batman arkham games it really have a style i find and um this is a mild spoiler uh so i you know sorry but uh block your ears for like literally five seconds but there's a costume that you unlock in the game late in the game uh that gives you sort of a an animated suit that looks like a a comic book uh come to life Mm -hmm. and part of me part of me just felt like that style looks so awesome i looked at that suit i'm like oh my god i was telling my wife check this out my eyes are bleeding it looks so good and uh and and i just part of me felt like oh why didn't they just go full on and make the whole game in this visual style or whatever instead of like the the kind of no it's not it doesn't have a tremendous personality visually like uh it's, it's yeah it's the photorealistic take so right but i i am and yeah probably would i i kind of dig it but i i see your point the animated suit is is really cool and and the power it offers is is also really neat um but yeah no it's a solid uh, a solid game so you've been playing a lot of it that's basically taken up a lot of your dungeon time Oh yeah, pretty much. In in I'm at the very end tonight. Uh, I think I'll probably finish it after this podcast. What? I'm pretty You're sure done? I'm, I'm close to the end of the game. Yeah, which is uh, I've been like, you know, dripping it out over, uh, and I'm picking up all the collectibles too. Like, hmm. I'm yeah. So I I've been putting playing it pretty pretty hot and heavy there, Ryan. So uh, well, are you done? I'm I'm nearing I'm I'm nearing the end. I think I'm in Act Three. It's really a lot that I've been playing. Um, since its release so i i will probably finish it i've got a couple other games on on the dock but uh i'm looking forward to finishing it i want i kind of want to finish it before i get into anything else too meaty and and uh there's certainly more games to to play so um so let's talk about what distracts us from playing these games ryan which is uh the constant uh changing of diapers if you will no 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 you can't you, you can't put in here that you're writing a novella and then skip that like i just feel like that we've taken up a lot of time all right we'll save it for next week i guess you'll all have to wait a couple weeks let let's talk a bit about diapers uh you say distraction i say uh amazing experiences so um (laughs) i i wanted to i wanted to talk a bit i've got some updates it has been three uh awesome months it's now the fall Uh, abby turned one since we talked uh, she's Sweet. walking. Yeah, she's so she's one now, and and living it up. Uh, she's also walking, which was funny because, you know, she she was a speedy crawler, and she still is a speedy crawler. Uh, and and then she started to pull herself up, and I thought, oh man, she's gonna be walking in no time. Then she was taking a couple steps, but now she's motoring, like walking across the room into into other rooms and you know when kids start to walk they kind of have that waddle and it's like man you are like two seconds away from falling flat on your face um she's like a cat she never lands on her face she's always got her hands out and she you know she goes down on all fours and basically goes into a crawl so she's got that down but just now that she's walking it's 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 a lot more to keep track of of these two kids and there's a lot more bonking of heads too so Caden and Abby will often, you know, like run into each other, <laughs> uh, especially when they're playing. So that's always fun. But yeah, she's she's walking, so that's a a big responsibility to keep track of now. Now that she's she's kind of able to run into stuff a little easier now. Um, so is like if she's one, is yeah. Ashley having to go back to work or anything? So no, yeah, Ashley uh, works part time uh, Thursday nights and Saturdays. Uh, she did go back to work. F- uh, actually, she did not go back to work full time once Caden was born. 
or after Caden was born. So he just went back part time. Um, so she does not have to return full time. But she uh, is when I get home from work on Thursdays, she's off to work, and then Saturdays I have the kids while while she's at the office, basically. So that's that's how we roll. Um, but yeah, no, she's uh, she's oh, still at really? home with the kids. So okay, well that's that's great. She doesn't have to do that. There's somebody at my work who recently just came back from maternity. Their adventure on on Facebook about like, you know, I knew it was going to be tough for them. They were open that it was going to be tough for them, so I made a point going to see them uh on their first day back and just uh just checking in because like for moms getting back in the workforce or dads if they're the ones that you know it, it's tricky like it's a long time to to be off so it's great for her that she's able to like still continue to have that relationship and not not have to uh you guys don't have to do daycare or anything like that yeah no we don't have to do daycare and you're right like i think if she was at daycare we would have missed the progression even i felt like i missed it because i'm at work full time um i think i caught enough of it where i was experiencing the progression where she'd take a couple steps then she was walking across the room now she's walking everywhere um but i've also noticed recently that she's not talking but you know putting sentences together not sentences but sounds together in a way that like when she wants something she'll point she wasn't pointing before, but she'll point and make a sound. Like she'll say "dada," she'll say "mama," like all that fun stuff. So she's already she's starting to. Unfortunately, she's just not unfortunately, but she is. She's very good at. She's going to be just as good at talking as Caden is, and like Caden's got into this pattern where every response to something is mm, maybe not or I can't. You know, very like on a scale of like negative to kind of just <laughs> belligerent. Like maybe not is kind of like. I ask him to do something. He's like, mm, maybe not. I'm like, ah, uh, buddy, I don't think that's that's uh, that's not how this works, you know. Um, I like that it's not no, like, yeah, I don't think so, Ryan. <laughs> it, it's not uh, that's not gonna work me. Uh... Basically, <laughs> he's a baby version of the boss from this space. Yeah, um, basically, it, it it is interesting to see that how they're both progressing, but Abby has been uh m- you know more uh more responsibility now that, that she's walking but really not like we have baby gates like so she's like she's got like areas of the house where she can just roam but um Caden is starting to learn to open baby gates so that's that's one thing that has, has been tough like I'll be You're upstairs gonna have to electrify them yeah basically just a small shock just enough to teach them what they're doing is wrong you know uh, nothing too crazy but I think you're right um, but yeah, it's been an exciting couple months and, and, you know, um, now that we have this show top of mind, I'll be more, uh, cognizant of like coming, you know, uh, capturing stories and stuff, but really like this is the three month update. Basically Abby's one, she's walking. It's a whole new world. You're right. You've touched on something there that it's like the, these, you know, on the day to day, if, if you, you see your kids every day, like you don't see that growth that other people might see when you sit, you visit an aunt you haven't seen for a while and they're like, Oh, you're so big now, you know, or whatever. Spot on. She's talking about, she's talking about the kids, not you, not me, but, but like, although I've eaten a lot of bad food since I've become a dad, a double dad. Um, but, but yeah, I just, I just think that, uh, uh, I think that, that in terms of, um, in terms of like milestones, you lose track of them as it all blurs together. And now, we can kind of like when we sit down, we can kind of take the time to, to, to examine them. And there's some big ones. So like for me, for that's why I asked about the, the one, the, the one-year-old because one-year-old is a big milestone, both for the parents and, and the kid. Um, and, and for me, uh, Gwen turning four means she's now going to kindergarten. Um, and she just started, it was literally her first week last week and the whole transition into kindergarten has been so far really great for us but we feel like i don't want to this is going to be like bragging but we feel like we managed the transition successfully first off when she was getting sort of like a little bit older she started in a home daycare uh when she's getting a bit older she's one of the older kids in the home daycare we moved her to more of like a daycare center we didn't start her there because we didn't want our little baby like our one-year-old to be taken care of in a center setting but like 
as a two and a half or three, three-year-old where we were like, Gwen needs to be challenged a little more. So we put her in this preschool. Man, am I glad we did that because when she started kindergarten, it was like an extension of preschool. Like it was still hard. Don't get me wrong. She, mm-hmm. she's had, she's had a hard, you know, like all the kids are having a hard time. But when I do drop off in the morning, there's like kids melting down left and right. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I heard two parents kind of like, you know, going back and forth and parent guilt is, is a big thing, but they're both like, Oh, I knew we should have sent our kid to preschool. So like, it, you know, I know it's tough because you don't, like the idea of having your kid in a center setting, but like if they're going to be going to kindergarten, they're not being homeschooled or whatever, it it helps. It's one less step for them to get used to the schooling sort of system, the whole having a cubby, uh, hanging out with like a bunch of kids, making your own friends, having your own adventures and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, kindergarten's good so far for Gwen. And, uh, and we're happy for that. Clara's doing well too. She's uh, still awesome and a baby and so not much to report she poops she eats she laughs she smiles but um but gwen is like when you have the second kid the baby is actually really not that hard it's 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 always adapting to the to the older kid because the older kid everything they experience it's the first time you experience it right like it's not a baby i've experienced everything with gwen i'm doing it again and it's not going to necessarily be the same but i at least have some expectation whereas with gwen it's always i've never done a kid in kindergarten before mm-hmm. and uh so so far so far so good anyway yeah i it's interesting because caden will be going to school in two years so we've got we've got some time to prepare uh and I just think about that moment of, of dropping your kids off at school because, like, for me, school was not something I particularly enjoyed, um, especially early on. You know, uh, it really doesn't get great until you get to choose your own your own studies, like college, university. That's where I really enjoyed schooling. I thought, man high school sure does suck. I wonder what comes after this. And then it was just such a change. It's like, okay, this is rad. We should just go to this from now on. But but what about kindergarten? kindergarten? Do you even remember it? I don't remember kindergarten. I don't remember how I reacted. I know uh, I know that my parents put me in a, in a pre-kindergarten program. Uh, from what I understand, I was very excited to go to school because I always had my older brother ahead of me. Uh, so... So he, wherever I went, he was pretty much already there. Um, so from what I understand, it was a pretty easy transition. Now, Caden, Caden gets along with other kids. Like today, we were, I was sitting on the porch because he wanted to play outside. And uh, and then this uh, young girl comes up, about his, probably his age, maybe a little bit older. They were delivering papers as a family. And she came up and, and uh, she says, and Caden says to her, like, oh, what's your name? And I'm like, what the heck is happening right here? Uh, and she answers, and and then I say to Caden, okay, now you tell her your name, and you know, just have an interaction. So I think, I think he's gonna get to the point where he'll be fine with kindergarten. But like, the real question is, am I gonna be fine with it? Like, I I'm not looking forward to discovering what that's like to like drop your kid off at school. Like, I might he might be totally cool with it, but I might be going through like sympathy anxiety or sympathy that's the word anxiety or uh... and that's what my friend mike is experiencing right now he mm-hmm. stayed uh home and did child care mo- for uh for his son and like so his son is now starting kindergarten it's the first time he's being dropped off on a regular basis at this place where he spends the day and uh i mean it yeah it's, it is difficult because we what we did was in incremental steps so that leaving Gwen at the first priest at the first home daycare was so hard. And to this day, I can't think of anything that was harder, you know, harder than that. And then the preschool, that was a hard transition as well. And then kindergarten is a hard transition, but they're always lesser. It's easier every, every time. So the people like yourself and Mike who are going straight to kindergarten, Mm -hmm. I mean, I can imagine like it could for your for your kids it could be it could be it's a lot for them to get used to all at once right the the, the thing at kindergarten Gwen's getting used to is like at preschool 
they did lunch. So now she brings her own lunch. She has her own bag of stuff. It's like she doesn't she didn't have that at necessarily preschool. They do a lot more. In preschool, you're paying a lot of money, at least in Ontario. And so a lot comes with that money that it in school it's different. Like it's like, no, you're expected to get shell out money for supplies or yeah whatever, you know so i think we we will probably try like uh, a pre-school program um i don't know like we're thinking of sending you know caden to a, a a french immersion school as well you know because we have a few of those in town and i and you know a lot of the students that i've worked with uh in my career you know that we hire um, have gone to the French immersion schools and it seems like it's a, it's, it's a, it's a good fit. I wish, you know, I, I, you know, learned French as a second language, you know, being in Canada, it's, it's, it's kind of essential, especially working in government. There's only so high you can go, but learning that extra, that extra language, uh, in this country is, is very helpful. And, you know, I have family that are French. My, my, you know, my, uh, my mother is French, uh, her parents, speak french madame murphy uh, uh no madame la rochelle murphy she would make oh. sure you knew that <laughs> she, uh. one of the she uh didn't hyphenate she put a space so but i you know it's interesting some of the some of the kids will call her uh, madame murphy but uh she she doesn't say madame la rochelle murphy there it what is time? yeah so so yeah it's true that's exactly how we all how all the french kids spoke to her um, but yeah, no, we'll, we'll look at a, a preschool program maybe and see how that goes. I, I even like a, a couple days a week just to, for him to get used to being away from his parents. Cause I, you know, usually when we leave him with someone, I, I actually, uh, before I go any further, anytime we leave Caden with somebody, like if we're going out of town, <laughs> it's with someone we know, you know, and it's right, someone right. he knows it's never, oh yeah, here, here, sir, can you hold him please? <laughs> No, and that's why I backtracked a little bit there because I, I didn't want to make a joke about leaving my kids with strangers. You know, so Caden uh, being left at like a, a schooling or a daycare type thing, he hasn't had that experience yet. He's always experienced them alongside one of us. So I wonder if we'd be doing a disservice to him by not finding some sort of program where he gets to, you know, experience being away from mom and dad. Like, is that is that kind of what you're suggesting? Is that what I'm picking up? Yeah, I I am sort of suggesting that. De- definitely, I think at one point, um, developing those independent skills is uh, is very very important in my. But that's my point of view, and I also think that aside from a few wrong ways to parent there's no real right way everybody kind of does it in a way and honestly i i'd be curious listeners that have different experiences that just like started their kids directly you know they stayed at home until they went to kindergarten how did that work for you guys was it easy was it tough or the ones that sort of like got into it slowly how how did that like i did like step by step but mm-hmm. did it it is it harder than i think and i'm just sort of like viewing things through rose colored glasses i don't know anyway i i would welcome differing opinions my feeling is that what we did work for gwen really well and uh i expect will be similar to what we do for clara we're already you know starting to look for a home daycare for next uh next year we're actually going to visit a place on friday which will be where Clara would go and then we expect that at one point she would go to the preschool and then at one point she would go she'll go to kindergarten so we're trying to copy Gwen's experience which I guess is natural for parents yeah well no if it works it works right really cool update and I I look forward to hearing about how your uh your day home care goes make sure that the you know check every nook and cranny make sure there's no murder rooms um yeah top-notch advice from someone who's never looked at daycares although i have done a lot of realty stuff and uh have seen seen some rooms that look suspiciously like murder rooms so i watched a lot of yeah. so i know what they look like it's fine I watched it. Uh, yeah but that's gonna do it for uh this uh segment of diapers and and dungeon and the episode as a whole but we do have some listener feedback this as we said is our first episode post posting and uh, I've got a couple from Twitter. Uh, Holt Thomas via Twitter says, couple of fun dungeons and diapers topics. Crofton, are you ready? Sure. Hit okay. me. Plans for kids eventually playing 
uh, our games. We talked a bit about this today. Uh, hacking these systems to get toddler-friendly games. I, I don't know if we have to hack, per se, or, or maybe he's talking about... Uh, anyways, we'll continue. Should a kid have to beat Mega Man 2 before playing current-gen games? And, of course, he's kidding. But I think what he's getting at is basically what you already said. Like, you don't want to go straight to the Super Mario Odyssey because then she's just going to want to play... He or she is just going to want to play those new games as opposed to experiencing our favorite childhood memories from video games. Yeah, um, and see, I was thinking about that. We can we can talk about it further because I did try to make her, as I mentioned, getting stuff first. But the reality is, like, when you're watching movies, like when we were when I was a kid in like the '80s and '90s, it's like if my parents were like, "Hey, watch like aside from some timeless animated films, but we're like, hey, watch watch these movies from the '50s or whatever." I love these growing up. The little rascals, you'll love them. You know, I'd be. I'd be like, no, this sucks. I want to watch Transformers, right? So, I mean, I think at a certain point, it's it's fair to to just jump ahead to what's the new hottest thing. And in in the case of Mario Odyssey, like, it's fine tuned to to play with. You know, it's almost like reflective of the fact that our generation's having kids. It seems like it was designed to play with a child, almost. You know, and I think of Mario Galaxy where. Um, your second player could point the, the the controller and pick up the star bits and stuff like that. And I think Nintendo has been making a conscious effort to do this. It's like the Mario games and the Yoshi games and all that have been kind of like gateways into becoming a gamer. So for me, I, I think the newer, almost the newer is better. And I'm 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 not a hundred percent sold on this, but I I'm I'm going through that now. That doesn't mean I'm not going to try to get Gwen into old games. I recognize it's going to be harder. Yeah. What's your take? I I think that it's it, it's interesting to show. It will be interesting to show you know my kids what I played as a as a kid because my parents never really outside of music. They never really, in you know, sat down and said like we're watching this or we're experiencing this. Video games were a new thing uh, for 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 my parents. I'm sure they knew of them, but they were not you know video gamers per se. But they they liked movies. You know, Star Trek was one of those things that my mom was was into, but she never really you know forced us to watch it. She'd just say like, oh, I I really like watching the next generation because I watched Star Trek. She watched Star Trek when she was a a kid but caught it she was a very casual fan um so when it comes to video games like i think i don't really have that bar of uh, oh my my parents forcing me to experience a piece of entertainment but for me i want to i, I want to sit my kids down and say like hey you know what's really cool you like mario now this is what it looked like when i was your age you know and we can actually have that conversation with the you know the nes minis of the world and, and also the uh, nintendo switch online launching lately but I, th- I think it's uh, I think that's the way I'd probably do it. But see, and this is what is so genius about Mario Odyssey, because that is in Mario Odyssey. Like you can go down tubes and stuff like that, and you're in the eight bit world. You know, mm-hmm. like you're in eight. That's all over. And whenever I did that, I would tell Gwen, you know, hey, this is what it was looked like when I was a kid. To to the point now when we go down those tubes she turns to me and says hey daddy this is like it was when you were a kid and i'm like yeah okay all right i get it i'm a broken record yeah well uh, and also like that that is very different from from what we actually experienced like i booted up the nintendo online switch thing just to try it out and uh yeah those games those games are they they're not the same as the HD bit pixel art that they have in Super Mario Odyssey. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. So I think All that right. that's it's interesting to look at that. But um, if if we want to talk further about that, I'm sure it'll come up a lot because you and I are both gamers. So it's not really a topic that we'll we'll tackle per se, but it's one we're definitely going to talk about as we go forward. An interesting topic if we if we didn't have anything in the diaper section to talk about. Uh, an interesting topic, as suggested by Jocelyn in in the same Gamers In episode we were talking about previous, was screen time. Uh, because I feel like if we did a bit of research, you would find across the board very different suggestions. I mean, no one's going to sit down and suggest, yeah, you should just let them watch TV all the time. They should have their own personal phone, and you shouldn't stop them to to from watching a Paw Patrol on YouTube all day. Like, 
I don't think you're going to find that study out there, but there's definitely like a probably a very vast set of research done on this stuff. Um, so we'll definitely have to tackle that at some point. I'd be interested to compare notes on on what our current strategy is. And I mean, this is the there's as far as I know, like we're we're not judging each other on this show. So like if we were to say something, like I think there was a moment there when I said that I let Caden watch me play Spider Man for a bit, where it's like, oh, you're a bad parent, Ryan. But I pulled up pretty pretty good. Like I pulled up pretty quick. So we should be fine on that one. Um, <laughs> we should. So hold your complaints, people. No, no, no. Come Don't on. Them. Certainly write them in and let me know. Like I recognized my mistake, and I'm finally I'm I'm capable of admitting it on, on this show. I think that's the point of this show. Uh, if it turns out question, it's not, Ryan. then I'll probably hold those stories from now on. But we'll see. If somebody wanted to send you a complaint, how would they do that? Well, uh, they would uh, write an email, crofton at steers.com, and oh, that would oh, definitely go to a real email. No, I'm just joking. Uh, well, let's wrap this oh. up. You can go to tgistudios.com slash dad for all of our episodes, as well as email the show dad at tgistudios.com. Look at us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. You can find myself at rmurphy and crofton at Crofton Steers. That's going to do it for this episode of Dungeons and Diapers. Have a great week, everybody. Bye, everybody! Bye.